Um, uh, PG, PG uh-huh. 21. Still under parental guidance. Okay. So when I go get off parental guidance, then definitely my Bluetooth will be on. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I think that was a better way to evade the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, so you talked about you work at the UN and we'll get into details about that. And you have... Um, I like the fact that you are so clear on who you are because I feel as young people um, if I was told to introduce myself probably I'll just say my name so is that something I know well you're in the field of PR and communication but that's something very interesting in terms of branding yourself because um, if you follow Deca on any of his socials um, he's very well branded like you can tell who it is without actually meeting meeting you so is it something that you've worked on or is it just a persona you have well i'll take that as a compliment to begin with but yeah um yeah i, I think it comes over time and, mm-hmm. and, and not just on, on one single day because definitely it's like baby steps the first time you get out of campus your mind is wild and and, and you're open to literally everything okay. and then as you proceed your first opportunity and the second and the third you start realizing what career path you're actually delving into and then so you feel that you definitely need to position yourself towards that and then the cleaning begins yeah then you know you go on twitter clean it up all the bad hashtags you joined before um clean up your facebook a bit uh make sure your linkedin reads properly so it's it, it's something that i think comes with time and not just on a single day but definitely in this day age and time somebody could actually also make a deliberate decision that today and suppose i want to properly position myself and then that hence i also need to brand myself yeah what skills do i have um, um what can i offer these organizations that i'm looking forward to join and so i put it all out there but then also how do i strengthen um at that position do i need to do a number of pieces i mean articles regarding my expertise uh, op-eds etc yeah so practically um making also a deliberate decision that you want to brand yourself properly and position yourself also to some of the opportunities that you desire if if that answers you for sure maybe awesome um i think i should just exit and you'll be taking over my show cuz <laughs> you're doing such an amazing job <laughs> <laughs> but on a serious note so i met deka did i even meet you or i just knew about you in moine so he was a student leader you know those people who would wear suits and walk as if they own the but anyway on a serious note um you are a student leader back in moine and from how you were even in school um nobody surprised you are where you are now So did this um you know knowing who you are knowing yourself knowing that being strategic in your brand and what you put out out there is it something that you have learned with time of course yes but how was it as a young child were you those over ambitious children or you just stumbled into who you are now <laughs> Okay there's a lot packed in that question okay. uh, you mentioned how we now that you mentioned it eh? <laughs> I, and i know definitely this is going on record in this podcast that i had a very big crush on marian sometime uh, around 30 oh my gosh 30. how many have you told that how many people have you told uh, that? Uh, <laughs> I, i think the guys around my circles knew that oh really um, but then, uh, considering it was the third i press club and i was yeah. there and then so 
it was a crime eh, to hunt within the <laughs> the club so, so to, I had to, to hunt just among your flocks yeah? <laughs> yeah anyway thank you deka um we don't know if it was mutual i mean that was so long ago um i wish you you shot your shot by then <laughs> But on a on a serious note to answer the question, um growing up, maybe when you were a child, when did you identify that, you know, um this is what this is how I want my life to be. This is the kind of person I want to put out there. I uh, thank you. I always tell people and I even wrote a recent article on it, which was actually funny. Okay. But then it brings the reality that some of your childhood um um engagement passion are, are some of the things you realize that you become and i'll tell a story on your podcast here yeah. that a friend of mine used to dissect frogs eh, when we were in primary school today is he's a surgeon at the knh um there's a lady who used to play football seriously with the boys the only one today she's a sports consultant um there used to be some guy who in class whenever teachers were out would be the one making noise making beats and singing in class today is a producer <clears throat> so what does the, where does that leave decker decker used to love right Uh, love letters <laughs> for the others yes so if we anyone are was so shocked love, right now we are so <laughs> shocked like this is like oh, no we are not like we, we expect that from you Deca, but go on <laughs> so you still love uh you still write love letters yeah yes yes mm-hmm. you can also say i used to love writing love letters okay. uh, for other people put myself in their shoes yeah. and, and just express myself on their behalf yeah yeah um then then moved all the way through to high school i used to write very funny articles in class yeah and share around and people would laugh yeah and 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 so when i joined campus i think i had the first opportunity now to join the press club and, and begin writing properly and what is not known to many people perhaps they'll just hear from this podcast my basic foundations were in it that is i pursued informatics and so yeah. i'm supposed to be seated behind a computer like a geek and just programming the whole day the whole night yeah mm-hmm. but then i would sometimes jump off some of those classes it classes and go argue with some journalism lecturers talk about media ethics etc and and then i knew actually this is this is what is meant for me this is what i can do easily i do it effortlessly and, and this is what i love yeah so that's how i i i found a way into communication because i realized this is my passion and so most of the things that i'd be doing today if it's writing thinking creatively through um um, um certain aspects of content it's it, it's something that is inbuilt yeah and and so yeah that's how i found myself yeah. um in PR. Okay, it's interesting you said that you actually studied um was it informatics um in yes. the school of IS in Moi University and it's it's I, I like that because most of the people actually I've had on the show is um I had uh Yegon and he did PR and now he's into is in journalism. All right. And um you studied informatics and now you're in the field of PR and communication and I think as young people we get confused when you're called to do a course and you're like what the hell like this I don't relate with completely and it's important you mentioned that you were passionate about writing and that matured into what you're doing now so i think it's important um to encourage anybody who is stuck in a lecture that they don't feel 
comfortable in at the moment they can still do that and still pursue their passion right or do they just you know quit school like uh, some big wigs we know but you know you can be where you are and transition into what you're passionate about and that can work for you right you're very right Mary. and i always tell my colleagues that a degree is not the end it's actually an opportunity to help you mature and know what you want to do in life mm-hmm. so practically what you studied within your line of 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 of, of studies as as a, as a degree yeah um, should it what ties you to the actual work you want to do here okay what matters is identify yourself i, I find mm. that the whole opportunity in campus is an experience yeah then you start yeah. knowing who you are as soon as you exit then mm-hmm. now you actually know what you can become yeah? and, and that's yeah. why a post campus that's when I, i began to pursue qualifications in, in communication then i realized oh this is the actual thing so i yeah. mentioned now mm-hmm. i'm pursuing advanced diploma with cipr chartered institute of public relations in yeah pr so once you've identified um, um your skill set of course it doesn't just go like that and now i have this skill set the world also needs you to be qualified for it yeah, yeah. so that you are not yeah yeah all right so uh just before we finish up with you in campus you are pretty much involved in so many things you are a student leader you are working at kts um that uh, you aren't that day i mean you are doing so much would you also encourage somebody who is in campus to be as super involved with um what you can call extracurricular activities as well for sure if i was given a chance to go back for an undergraduate i think i would even do a lot more mm-hmm. what this gave me was an opportunity to be versatile and diverse yeah. and be able to multitask and do several things at once mm-hmm. just because campus gives you so much time um, um you have a lesson for two hours it ends you need you have a break for two hours then you have another one for two hours and you're done for the day yeah. so what do you do with the rest of your days yeah the same yeah. way an average person has 24 hours and then so you only spend perhaps eight hours sleeping what do you do with the rest of the 16 hours okay. so ideally for a student it would be um nice that you spend most of your time into some of these things mm-hmm. get to network because that's also the foundations of networking yeah. um it's also where you get the ability uh to think in a very diverse way if you're in one club mm-hmm. the people within that club think in a certain way because there are certain things to be achieved in that club it's like a press club yeah when you go to a different club the people in this club think differently but when you engage in all these different clubs then you are a person with an opportunity to understand how different people are thinking you get involved in the thinking process and so you expand your thinking so always find that one it expands your brain for sure but also uh, diverses your your skill sets that's where you also get some of these leadership abilities that's where you get uh, communication abilities how to talk to people talking to crowds uh, that's where you also get presentation skills always going there if at all for example you are an official in the club you have an idea presenting to your colleagues so getting engaged in a number of these clubs is something i only encourage for a number of students within uh, their domains of learning yeah. so that they can expand mm-hmm. uh, their skill set they can also expand their brain and thinking capacity which yeah. is now really <laughs> you're sounding like this lecturers <laughs> You know like this lecture is to give us tips but that's so true. I mean what you said is so spot on. So from there I mean tell us about your transition to when did you start working? I'm curious when was your first ever job? You know apart from KTS I know you volunteered for a while but 
your first job what were you doing and what was it uh my first serious job i think came when i was in campus i got a chance at care international the care is is, is an unprofit development uh organization mm-hmm. and, and and so we had a break it's because i'd worked with care before as a data clerk but then okay. this time around there's a lady who went on maternity leave and i was i was asked to step in wow. and so we won a three months break so i took it but the, the offer was longer than three months yeah wow. so when the, the break ended i had to come back to campus but then i couldn't come because i'm still working so i would come one week disappear go back a few days come for cuts but people didn't know it's just an arrangement i had with with some of my 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 lecturers and and, and, and then got my my way of of, of doing things eh? and yeah. the opportunity eh? so so that would have been the first one um but then also of course you've mentioned kts uh, yeah. kts was also another amazing opportunity to transition just when not yet um fully into employment um and then um as soon as that chance at kts ended that was just a few months after I left school I was still waiting for graduation mm-hmm. then then I got to Extigi also marketing communications and and I took also a shorter stint there and then got into impact so by the time I was graduating mm-hmm. which was a year after leaving college yeah um I yeah. already had um almost a year of, of of work experience then yeah wow and how how I mean somebody is wondering well I want to do that but how how did you got this opportunities did you apply did they call you were you out there looking for them or they found you cuz you're cool like that <laughs> yeah but uh, <laughs> we'll go with option 2 i'm just cool like i know that. right <laughs> yeah uh, uh, but but really to make people know that they are not insufficient in either way perhaps mm-hmm. my journey is just the same as literally everyone yeah there are some yes. untold stories i've not shared here like mm-hmm. how i used to milk cows at 4 a.m. in the morning so that I sell the milk so that I get fair to go to school that was in primary school eh? mm-hmm. and I would come back in the evening and I have to weed napier grass and, and uh, pineapple eh? so that we sell so that it get good money for 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 school fees but uh, that's one normal story another normal story is is, is after campus uh, before I got into these opportunities that I mentioned I for sure looked for them and I also got multiple rejections which people always never say that they get rejections yeah yes um but above all I was very aggressive and I knew that the worst you can always get is a rejection uh, then beyond a rejection then there's an opportunity for an interview and after an interview there's a job there's a day I sat down when now um I, I was so sure that I I can't stay without a job so I decided which organizations do I want to work with so that that was being strategic so I listed 10 organizations 10 is a big number but I said out of these 10 which ones do I want to approach so I'm going to approach six of them how did I distribute the six of them so I took six which were very serious organizations which I knew perhaps they will not give me a chance and then I took uh, I mean three uh, out of the six which perhaps were extremely serious and they will not give me a chance but then i also took another three which were fairly okay um perhaps they will give me a chance and if i took it it's fine so that i just grow into it and then i i first of all looked them up what are they do doing i looked at my skills and i listed what i have and what i don't have so i knew what i have is what i'm going to give to them as my skill set what i don't have is what i'm going to learn from them and i, I called their numbers from their websites and said 
my name is William Decker and, and this is what I do. These are some of the skills I have and I was wondering if I could volunteer uh, for a specific period. Do you mind if I drop my CV? Um, and so I knew that was the first stage. The way they respond helps me know if I'm actually having a, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. While most of them said yes, they say, oh, drop it at Infoart. I said, okay, fine, but is it okay if I also drop it physically? <clears throat> and if they allowed me to drop them physically, I, I would print my CVs and walk. There's a day I walked in Westlands, eh? so walking all the way from Muthiti Road uh, to Competition uh, Communications Authority of Kenya wow. uh, to drop my CV. I, I came back again on foot because uh, that's a fair image. Eh? The next day I'm going to Mombasa Road, and and also once you alight at Airtel, you also walk all the way up to Standard Group and then come back again. Eh? Uh, so that you minimize the fare. You, have, you know when you are you're just from campus and you are job hunting and perhaps you stay with a relative, the most you can get is 200 shillings. And so you have to make sure it covers your fare and lunch and everything. Yeah. So I dropped it to six. Uh, um, I, I called the, 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 the six. Uh, five of them accepted that I, I, I dropped my CVs. One of them uh, told me to send to Infoart and they never called me after that. But the other five, they called me for interviews and I only opted for one interview, which for sure I was lucky to get it just from that one interview. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's, I didn't know that about you. I thought you were just those people who just get jobs like that, but that's not the case, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know people who know people. Wow. I, I think I have a normal story like everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so amazing. I like the grind. I like the um the going for what you want, right? And actually going that extra mile for can I actually drop my CV? It's interesting you said that actually where I work, I just had my boss, I was eavesdropping. My boss discussing something with the human resource manager and, and he was saying this lady applied and she showed interest and I think even came to the office please consider her because she showed that initiative and I was like wow you know I, I mean out of I think all of us have stories of Tama King and but I like the fact that you are more strategic as opposed to just randomly going to all places and just being strategic into the kind of companies you're going and categorizing these are the ones I might more likely go to, and this is what I would like to go to, and just distributing that. All right, so that was your maybe first serious job. Um, was it? Um, how was it the first few weeks? Were you intimidated? Did you just kind of dive in and you knew how to, you know, how to work? Did you wear a suit on Friday and everybody else is like rib jeans? Or how was it for you? <laughs> On the interview, I went without socks, but on the first day, of course, I went in a suit. <laughs> wow. No, I mean like your job. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think I was pretty much on Google, like eh, every first mm-hmm. uh, time. Because eh? yeah. then there's a lot of things. Eh? And, and, and oh, oh, man, I didn't know about this. Eh? And, yeah. and so you have to consult uh, Google a number of times. But I also... It was also a chance to learn. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Some of the things I said I could do by then, I thought I could do them until it came to the 
actual task and then so i had to find ways of learning out in the evenings i would meet my friends who are who've had longer experiences in similar roles and, and they would mentor me through it in the weekends i treated every opportunity now as a learning opportunity so that i give my best shot to work and and, and so whenever i came back to work um i i delivered and and and, and yeah i think my 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 seniors then appreciated because my motto was always uh, give it your best shot no yeah. matter what yeah Yeah. yeah yeah all right so after that what was your next uh, place and how 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 did you go about that um uh, my next place was 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 amazing mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, what would you want me to say about my next place <laughs> okay <laughs> what no, what? My, my next place may be listening <laughs> okay okay <laughs> <laughs> wow okay I, I one thing I'll, i'll say was uh, an experience was meeting now again a new set of people you see when you work in one place mm-hmm. and then when you are done you you've left the place you go to another place and you meet a set of new people yeah they're experts they, they yeah. know what they're doing there's always a way it gives you some energy yeah? you're mm-hmm. working with people who know what they're doing and, and yeah and, they might hold your hands in one or two things and and so that's always inspiring eh mm-hmm. uh, i think that's one of the the opportunities it was a friday and i would be looking forward to monday yeah wow. instead of celebrating the weekend i would be looking forward to another monday again um it's, it's one of the places i would stay at work up to 2 am and still feel nice and wake up and be in the office by 6 yeah wow so so yeah and and then uh, the, the, the older you grow <laughs> Maybe you know just dying. I know, right? <laughs> okay. Now you become a normal employee age to 5. Yeah. It doesn't die. Yeah, yeah. You you're still working at 2. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So um um so Deka shared with me a profile. Um and you worked at Cause Impact um uh, which is a PR firm. And also, um, tell us, how did you get to Doctors Without Borders? We are all curious. I, I have never uh, met uh, anybody who works there. How did you get in and how was it for you? Um, I literally applied. Eh? I, I, I applied and, and then I was called for, a, for an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then after the interview, I think I, I received a call. Is it a week or two weeks? Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's how I found my way in, and, and I found uh, Doctors Without Borders to be another amazing uh, uh, place to be. Of course, people are driven. Considering it's a humanitarian organization, yeah, um, people to 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 offer aid uh, and, and and give their best shots. I also found amazing people, people who love their work, people mm-hmm. who are ready to mentor you through processes, and and that has been the same with literally um, all all, all my other experiences yeah 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 so maybe i'm i'm just lucky on that mm-hmm. but but my past experiences it's, it's been amazing finding people who who want to help you grow but also they give you a chance also to come up to present the ideas that you have and, and implement them okay interesting so something else i also noticed with you um this is like a, i also noticed <laughs> um you have noticed a lot of things eh? i know right um <laughs> 
I, I noticed that um, you have one, um, you've done so many short courses, yeah? So tell us about that. How do you, when do you even have time to do these courses? Is it that we don't take the time? Um, I know sometimes, especially people who went to public universities, let me just make a blanket statement. Uh, we always say that we are not fully equipped, right, to get into some of these uh, career opportunities. But for you, you've done a lot of um, professional courses. Your LinkedIn is full of so many. So tell us about that and how, what even, is it something that you knew you were supposed to do or uh, you just tried one and then another one? How did that go about? Um thank you i'm always deliberate on how my day looks like yeah? okay so a day has 24 hours and, and i know 24 is for sleep mm-hmm. i mean eight eight a day has 24 hours and eight hours are for sleep yeah um eight hours are for work and eight hours are for personal development mm-hmm. so personal development <clears throat> i classify it in different terms there's, there's hours which i dedicate to learning mm-hmm. for example if i wake up in the morning i know for sure from four to six I'm definitely studying something. So it means for me to be constantly studying something, I always have to be enrolled in a course. Yeah, It may be a short course or it can be a longer course. Yeah. Yeah. But then I find the short courses moving very fast and learn some of the skills, some of which, of course, don't give me certificates to put anywhere on LinkedIn, etc. Okay. But then I always find them as an opportunity to also expand your mind and and, and, and know a few things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if, if today, Marianne, mm-hmm. uh, what is JPEG? what is gif or what is <laughs> wow. just know it's jpeg yeah uh, it, it it looks so meager that knowing that jpeg is is joint photographic experts group it's not knowledge that perhaps you think you'll you'll practice you on need. a single day mm-hmm. yeah but but it's, it's just okay to know things yeah mm-hmm. and, and so that's why you find that i do a number of courses i've done courses on diplomacy global uh communication as well courses on marketing um, um courses on, on on child protection so things which of course sometimes i'm not going to use them on a single day but for the sake of of of, of, of learning and understanding so the mm-hmm. ones that you find that i've put on linkedin then i know those ones are contributing to my career advancement so if this is practically contributing to my career advancement then i'll put it if it's something i really need to know just for the sake of me getting my way around work like project management i'll, I'll do it and maybe you'll not see it on linkedin yeah so i'm yeah. always deliberate that i need to be learning every something every single day and that's why i do the short courses as well yeah and i think that really sets you apart from you know the your peers because that definitely counts for so much so you don't you just don't have your degree as your only qualification so i think that's something i really learned from you and um something i think we should all of us think about so do you do them online or have you actually how do you go about them some of them no, some certifications are enrolled on physically because then there are those which you need contact hours with, with, with lecturers, especially the professional qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them online yeah. makes perfect. Mm-hmm. We realize that the ones that are latest on my uh, on my LinkedIn, for example, uh, they are all all been done online just because there is no contact hours because of COVID. Yeah. Yes. But I know once uh, things simmer down, then I'll also go back to having contact hours mm-hmm. with with some of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So those that I can do online, I, I rush and do them online. Mm-hmm. And I always advise mm-hmm. peers, um, there are a number of online courses. Of course, now we know so many. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could still also mm-hmm. opt for LinkedIn. Some of us see LinkedIn as just a job hunting platform. But for mm-hmm. me, it, it serves as, as a growth platform. That's where I, I have my good daily reads. That's where I, I do some of these um, online uh, courses, some of which are just purely for personal development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are things I'd recommend, whether it's online or offline. And that, of course, sometimes also depends with what you have in the pocket, because then you may really desire to do some courses, but then you can't afford them. Sure. Start with the ones that you can. one day when you get there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so cool. And um, I know when you're hearing Decker, if you don't know about Decker, um, you will think this guy is super serious. So you you do so much even if you <laughs> with your personal life (laughs) so um actually this is a serious question Deka. um i like the fact that you're able to balance off your social life and your professional life and still uh it's you you know just because you're a young person doesn't mean that okay you're a pr and strategic communication expert so that's all there is to you um you're still a young person you can still have your social life you can still do if you love photography if you love music um you'll tell us when the album to number of pcbs you know (laughs) just i like that about you that it's still part of your brand and it's still you um not just okay you do this at work and that's all we see you also are able to uh i think it's very important i would like to see somebody's social life well it doesn't mean you post everybody you hang with but what you do also in your other life is also still important to you and creating time for that i think it allows you to be a 360 kind of uh person yeah yeah marianne i i think actually my social life is is is, is denser than even my professional <laughs> life <laughs> contrary to what people we'll see and, and, yeah. and it's always good to have that clear balance mm-hmm. and that's why when you visited my website today eh? williambecker.com yes you see i have a serious version and, and i have the me version now mm-hmm. which is sort of simpler mm-hmm. uh, funnier light and 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 yeah so so uh, i think you know mm-hmm. uh, we are living eh? and, yeah and, and so if if if, if uh, your social life then doesn't actually come out so clearly that you're not actually living. That's why on weekends, if I'm not seeing a wedding um, with my friends, we are singing or going for a long drive. Mm-hmm. And, 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 because I think that's what constitutes life. Yeah, of yeah. course, there'll be the work, which is also something we definitely have to do. Yeah. Yeah. But but then what else constitutes life is is those other things that we do outside our lives. So, so I, I give them equal priority. And I find that that's where I also still get motivation now to come back to work. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, so. That's so cool. So um, you talked about your website, williamdecker.com. Um, you can follow, uh, you can also drop your social media handles. We can slide in those DMs. But on a serious note, uh, talk to us about <laughs> um, your website. Um, your LinkedIn profile is so rich. Um, that's something I think we need to do as young people. Even if you haven't worked so much, um, I think it's important to just put out, you know, if I, if I Googled you or if I checked, let me try that just real quick. As you talk about your website, um, I want to see what will come up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, actually your LinkedIn profile comes first. Um, also your website comes again. 
but talk to us about having a website branding yourself um having you talked about linkedin not just being a job hunting site um and also uh, balancing off with the with your social life but having a website tell us about that having a what you can call a digital cv yeah um yes mm-hmm. uh, in this day and age uh, the internet has given us um explosive opportunities yeah. and that is the opportunity uh, to brand yourself digitally okay. and then present yourself in the best way possible because yeah. we have social media platforms which sometimes we tend to use in a way that is more social because that's what they're meant uh, for say for the likes of linkedin mm-hmm. and so i always feel if you have um, um also the ability uh, you can get a domain um contact a web developer like Deja here who you think is actually a web I, I knew that <laughs> I, I knew you were gonna slide that so guys if you need your website done can we hit you up <laughs> I'm expensive <laughs> wow what are you trying to say Deca we can't afford you <laughs> but you know yes, yes, uh-huh. yes. yeah, yeah. So, so the website is also another nice opportunity it also presents you a platform mm-hmm. um, um to share your content whether you want to blog of course people usually have the usual uh, free blogging platforms whether it's blogspot or wordpress yes. but then if you have a website it gives you some sense of authenticity that's that's like your your, your digital Mm-hmm. Um, 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 CV. Yeah. You have literally everything about you. You can use it as your company for your own consultancy work, um, and, and still even make it a fun platform where you share um, um, your articles and your life experiences or your diary, etc. Yeah. So, so if if anyone has a domain costs or on average a thousand bob if it's a dot com and even lower if it's a dot co dot ke for Kenyans. Yeah? Yes. And then once you have that, you have hosting. I think the bare minimum for personal website could be like 2000 shillings. Yes. So in total you need 3 shillings 3000 shillings for starting up and then you engage um a, a web developer who perhaps might charge you what they charge may not be high but it's something you could save for. Mm-hmm. It's just the same way you have your Netflix subscription yeah. Right. So perhaps you saving for your uh, website yeah mm-hmm. and, and, and something little under 20k or under 30k then you have your website and it's there yours forever. Yeah? Yeah. So it's, it's something somebody try out if, if you have the ability if you don't have it yet um just make good use of your digital platforms and and and, and make sure they present uh, the best side of you yeah i think definitely that's the future uh, when we are applying for jobs i don't think we'll send attachments you know just check out my website um this is maybe my linkedin profile medical cv just send a link and they can look you look you up and also even authenticate that that's actually real information and true information and i think that's where we are headed and that's commendable so uh, you can follow deka and uh, ask for his services to do your cv uh, what is your instagram handle your twitter handle yeah and um, and your personal number i've collected all of them onto my website so yes. when you go to william deka Mm-hmm. and then you scroll down to the base then you'll have all social platforms they are given instagram deca.william twitter deca william uh, without the dot um facebook is just deca mm-hmm. you need an ability to just have one name on facebook um wow. <laughs> linkedin william mprsk remember yeah. public relations society. yes so those are definitely them you see mm-hmm. i'm holding a ball time for people now 
Wow, we are not done yet. So the last question, Deka wants to do. I'll just be <laughs> Yeah, he also plays football. So um, the last question is: You work at the UN, and my question is: um, As young people, um, let me speak for myself. I feel like when, how do I get into this? big organizations do i just send up apply there's this joke we used to make i think with a friend probably i'm hanging with the wrong friends i've never met somebody working at the un but for the last two days i've met two people working at the un that i know so um some of these top organizations is there a secret to getting in how do we position ourselves to get these top jobs even as we are young and what what would you just tell us uh, for some of us who have big dreams uh, maybe the bigger the organization, the the lesser the secret, okay. because then then the, the process is is quite fair and open, and all you need to do is make an application and present your CV in the best way possible. Um, write a very good motivation letter. Some things that people actually always don't see, like uh, um, uh, don't see as if they count. Eh? Mm-hmm. You ask for a motivation letter, and you just copy your your current CV, I mean cover letter and you put it there. Yet, there's always a specific reason why you're motivated to apply for a particular job. Yeah. So what is that reason that is it's, it's actually burning in you? Is mm-hmm. it because you're somebody who wants to change the society in this particular way because you've experienced certain set of challenges and you really want to change those challenges? And so if that's really your motivation, then it would be ideal to put it there yeah? and, and, and then fill the rest of the things. Also another thing is try to apply um, to opportunities that are within your skill set. Okay. Um, of, of course, I know there's always the reason, just apply, just apply, just apply. But but uh, to minimize the frustration, of course, eh, because uh, there are a number of people who are also seeking similar opportunities and perhaps they have better qualifications. So as to lower um, um, that rate of frustration, of course, there'll be a number of opportunities that are within your, your skill set. And, yeah. and so within your skill set, for sure, I give it, Give, give 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 it a shot yeah mm-hmm. um for somebody who is perhaps looking for an entry position perhaps there's also the chance also to go in through internships or volunteerships if yeah. you mentioned the un has unvs eh? the un yeah. volunteers mm-hmm. if you can do online volunteering or the volunteers that are attached to specific agencies and so you go to um unv.org uh, you'll find a number of opportunities that are there for, for example now for communication specialists mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a number of communication opportunities now open so always give them a shot and 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 and, and yeah just 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 uh, hope for the best of course i know they're always fair processes yeah and, and so you definitely deserve the opportunity um, that chance will come Wow, that's so amazing. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. William Decker, for gracing us. <laughs> um, the last question is, I like asking, what are some of the mistakes you've done as a young person transitioning <laughs> to work? <laughs> uh, you know, what is like the one quirky mistake you've done or is it something you're like, okay, Decker, you should have known better. You know, um, what's top of your mind what, what what comes on top of your mind wow you know literally my life is 99% mistakes, mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> the one percent that are not mistakes you're always just lucky uh-huh. um, I'm trying to figure out for sure because then that's uh, thinking from my feet what is that one mistake um, that I've made I think I don't know if it qualifies for mistake is but 
not realizing that learning should have never stopped immediately i left campus or immediately you get an opportunity mm-hmm. i always feel i should have done a, a lot more as soon as you go into into an opportunity i mean into a job um it, it's still okay to do other aspects of learning eh? you want to learn an extra language is it german or french um, or is it spanish do it um do you want to learn an, an extra skill to apply in that job or to apply in future prospects that's it so at this stage i feel like i should have actually even learned a lot more yeah yeah uh, um, um, but yeah yeah so so yes i'm learning from my mistakes like the one wow. you see what i did there? Wow, comedian. <laughs> okay, all right. So this has been fun. This has just been a good sport. And okay, you see, okay, a good sport. But we have learned so much from you. I think my takeaway is one in terms of branding yourself. Learning never stops. And also, just you know, put yourself out there. Um, if you don't have an opportunity, you can submit what what you want to be at and put yourself out there. So I hope you enjoyed yourself and um, thank you so very much for, you know, coming up. Thank you. I've never had a good laugh as, as today's session. You know, I forgot to introduce myself as I have a poor laughter. And, and so I, I think the audience... You do. Had... You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. If you ask me uh... in the interview, what's your weakness? I, I laugh poorly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, I think I think we need to close because we can't take it anymore. It's just too much. You want me to talk about my laughter experience? Mm. So there was one time okay. I was flying. Uh-huh. Okay, you just had to you just had to do <laughs> that. Uh-huh. From Beirut. Beirut is a very nice city. The one that recently had an explosive, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was flying from Beirut to Lebanon, to Dubai. right? Okay. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I just mentioned Dubai. Yeah. Flying from Beirut to Yes. And, and so in the airport we had Lebanese citizens who were actually very calm and chilled and 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 and, and they're just calm yeah, in the seats there oh. and, and because we had been uh, friends from the event we were we were roommates actually so we were making stories and then I let out my love because I laughed and the person beside me said, hey! Uh, and then the flight attendant came and it was me. People thought I was causing chaos there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, t- t- case in point, don't fly with Decca. Don't. This podcast will end without me bringing in something which is not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so, so much for it. Go and play. Um, please, uh, I don't know. Are you playing alone? You know, with all the safety uh, precautions we have to take in. Um, you know, go and have a good one. Thank you so much for for tuning in, guys. Uh, be sure to check out his uh, website, williamdecker.com. And uh, yeah, he's so excited. And also, you can follow uh, the Dusty Podcast on Instagram. And thank you so much, guys. See you next time. Bye. You are listening to the Audacity Podcast, hosted by Wanjiro Wakuria.